This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here in studio. I've got uh, my co-host uh, and app expert, Christina Stoyanova, with me today. We've got uh, a lot to talk about in today's program. Uh, online dating apps like Tinder, are they taking more information that you're aware of? And what are they doing with it? We'll uh, get the lowdown on that. We'll also be chatting about the Hot 5 Halloween apps. Yes, Halloween's coming. We've got some really cool apps to help celebrate it. Of course, we'll also be chatting about uh, what's streaming uh, this week on Netflix, Crave TV, and Amazon Prime. Uh, But first, let's talk about some of the app news. And and speaking of streaming, uh, Netflix price increases uh, are starting to happen already. You're a Netflix subscriber, right? I am indeed. Well, uh, your price is going up to, uh, I think, about nine bucks a month. I have the higher uh, price the Ultra HD package that allows four users uh, at a time, and it's going up to 14 bucks a month. Oh my goodness. How do you support that when it comes to your internet connection? You must be paying out the nose to uh, well, your I, uh, ISP. Yeah, I'm uh, using uh, Shaw Blue Sky TV with uh, their uh, ultra high-speed internet. I think I get 150 megabits down, uh, which is more than enough <laughs> to cover uh, all of that. But it's interesting. Uh, the price for Netflix has increased over the past few years, and uh, I think it'll only continue to increase as it gets more competitive uh, in the online streaming space. Uh, you know, they say that Netflix spends up to $6 billion a year on uh, making content and acquiring films. You know what? I support this um, because some of the content that they're creating is just fantastic. I mean, we've seen it with um, House of Cards and Narcos. These shows are amazing and just what the audience is looking for. And so I'm happy to pay an extra dollar a month. I already did get hit with that um, about a week ago. I had a notification come through on my Apple TV for that. So. Well, you know, it's interesting. A lot of analysts, uh, like financial analysts, uh, obviously because Netflix, uh, you know, public company, uh, say that Netflix should increase their price even more because people are just, uh, I guess, addicted and beholden to Netflix now because of the value that it offers. Say They say that, you know, they could go up easily right now to $15 US a month just for the basic uh, package, like the one you have right now that's around $9 Canadian, and they wouldn't really have any material loss of subscribers. Yeah, I believe that. Uh, And honestly, I wouldn't leave, even if they did bring it up to $15 a month. I Uh, would be okay with that. And and when does it get too expensive? What price do you start thinking, hmm? Well, I uh, I think there's probably some room to grow for a while here because when I was paying for a cable subscription, of course, I was paying, you know, $50 or $60 a month for that. So at 15 bucks a month, I'm still going to be saving. What, what, What if it's 30? Yeah, I, th- I think I could I could tolerate that. Just because of the variety and, and the good programming that they're doing. Yeah, it's the original programming. And I think also, you know, being able to binge watch things, you don't have to deal with commercials. And I know you've got the PVR and you can fast forward and all that good stuff these days. But honestly, I just find it to be a better experience not having that content in there that I have to skip over. Well, speaking of movies, uh, it's interesting. I've been cleaning out my garage uh, over the past few weeks, and it'll take a few more months <laughs> before I get through all of it. But I came across my my DVD collection. and Oh, that's exciting. Did you find some gems? Well, here's the thing. I don't even have a DVD player or really a Blu-ray player anymore because, you know, for years now, I can't even remember the last time I actually used physical media. 
like a DVD or a Blu-ray because I'm I'm just all digital. Like I either download or or rent movies through iTunes and and what have you. But I looked at my DVD collection, and back in the day, I loved DVDs. I would actually purchase them. So I literally have a few hundred DVDs. And then I started doing the math on how much that cost me over the years. It was thousands of dollars. Yes, thousands. it's actually shocking when you do that type of math. Did Did you used to buy them or you just rent them? Uh, I did a little bit of both, but I've always lived in small spaces, so I couldn't go too crazy on things like that because, of course, it really uh, ends up taking up a lot of space over time. So fortunately, I didn't drop too much money on DVDs. Well, you know what's interesting is that, uh, you know, the big movie studios... uh you know, they have been feeling the pinch. Obviously, no one's really buying DVDs and Blu-rays the way they used to or, or rent them. Everyone's, you know, renting and streaming, you know, a lot of these uh, these movies online. So they're really trying to make a push for people to buy the digital versions. But you know what the challenge was is that you're kind of beholden to where you buy them from. So, for example, if I were to buy a movie from Amazon, like a digital version, I'd have to watch it through their player. And if I bought something through Apple Apple iTunes... I would have to use their system, their their universe. You know, I'd have to watch it on my computer or my iPhone, iPad, or an Apple TV. Well, an interesting thing has happened this past week. Disney Movies is uh, launching a, a service called Disney Movies Anywhere, and it has signed most of the big movie studios out there, including Fox, Sony, Universal, and Warner. And what is interesting about this is that they're coming up with a, I guess, a central place or a standard where if you were to purchase a movie from Amazon or iTunes or Vudu, which is a service down in the U.S., uh, and they're signing up more and more, you'll be able to access those movies through this, this portal or this service. I think this is a great idea. It definitely makes things more convenient if you're buying digital versions of your movies. But would that change your behavior? Are you, you don't buy movies. You just rent them or stream them or or you, I don't even think you rent them really, do you? You just watch things on Netflix. No, I do rent from iTunes on occasion when there's something that uh, isn't available on Netflix or Crave TV. Um, but I mean, for me, I definitely prefer to rent rather than purchase. But I think there's a lot of people who like to have a collection like to that own. they can choose from and rewatch at will. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of the... F- I, I liked collecting the, the DVDs. Uh, I never really got into Blu-rays that much because at that point, streaming, like digital, became uh, a much more convenient option for me. But I, I wonder if I, I'll end up buying digital copies again. I, I guess the movie studios, the Disneys and Sonys of the world, hope I do, but I don't know if I ever will again because of all the, the new options available. Well, I think that depends on the type of user you are. I could see, for example, families who are into, you know, the Disney and animated movies where they watch them over and over again. True. It makes sense to purchase that stuff instead of having to be hit with that rental fee every time your three-year-old wants to watch Moana. But, you know, the one thing I liked about DVDs is that, you know, I could lend them to a friend or I could sell them. Yes. So this is a challenge uh, that I've experienced, especially with books recently. My dad's wanted to get into um, reading a bit more and wanted to go into my collection. But of course, my collection's <laughs> all digital now and I can't yeah. lend him that. Uh, so, you know, I'm parsing my apartment for whatever hard copies of books I still own. Oh my God, I can only imagine your poor dad looking at the books that you own. <laughs> <laughs> like, those aren't dad books. <laughs> 
yeah, I, I don't think he's that excited about any of them. Let's uh, talk about another news uh, story here in the uh, app world. A Chinese smartphone gaming addict has suffered the loss of vision in one of her eyes after a 24-hour binge on a very popular game called Honor of Kings. So she was addicted to this game, and in this one session, for 20 hours, played this crazy game, and now will potentially lose her vision in that eye. I have no words. It, but it just shows you how addictive some of these these app games are. You got to be careful. You do have to be careful. And I am going to sound a little bit judgmental here, but come on, common sense here. Staring at a tiny screen for over 20 hours. Who thinks this is a good idea? It's not. So uh, reading this article, um, she would basically on her days off, uh, get up at 6 a.m., eat breakfast, and then play until four in the afternoon where she'd have another little bite, maybe a nap, and then play till 1 a.m. Who has time for this? That's my other question. I'm just, you, you've you never been a big gamer. Um, I used to like gaming. I don't have the time anymore. But, you know, some of these games, uh, you, you know, strategy games, you can get really addicted and sucked in. I remember playing one of my favorite games back in the day, and I, I still play it every so often, Age of Empires, uh, a Microsoft game on, on, on Windows PCs. I, I could play that thing for like 10 hours straight. Right. Okay. And then I'd have to peel myself away because I just felt bad. <laughs> you should feel bad. But I'm just saying, how are you accomplishing all of the normal life things? If I'm you not. spend your entire weekend playing a video game, okay. laundry, cooking, all of these normal things that people have to do. Well, laundry, I didn't have to. I just wear the same clothes. Anyway, message for all Speechless. the yeah the uh, the game addicts out there, uh, you know, with these smartphone games, take a break. You have to take a break every so often, every hour, to uh, you know have your eyes focus on other things because that eye strain could damage your eyesight. One last uh, quick uh, news uh, bit here, and I think it's important for iOS users out there. Hasn't happened yet that we know of, but apparently iOS users can be easily tricked into revealing their Apple ID and password. And basically what app developers could do, uh, bad ones, uh, you know these little dialog boxes that come up? Yes, asking you to enter your password yeah, ID. Your, yeah, your Apple ID and password. Because, yes. you know, if you're going to buy something on iTunes or, or what have you, you've got to re-enter it. Well, they can actually put that same verbiage in a dialog box that comes up and get your password. Yes. So the challenge here is, and thank goodness for this article, because I have to confess, I thought this was a user error thing, but I randomly get this dialog box for no apparent reason. And I don't understand the rhyme or reason as to why it pops up when I'm using my device. Yeah. But I always go through, you know, the process of entering my ID and password. But because it's so random, it's very easy to get tricked into entering it for um, a developer that's not necessarily Apple. So the tip here uh, for users, if you see this come up, uh, you know, sign into your iCloud account or iTunes uh, store account. Uh, if you hit the home button... If it still sticks around, it's uh, it's a legitimate Apple request. If it's coming from another app, uh, and again, there hasn't been any real examples of this yet, uh, it would close that dialog box down again by hitting the home Apple button. Apple will address this though and stop making that dialog box come up randomly so that we're getting fooled into this. Well, a lot of security security analysts are saying they should. It's 2017. It's got to be locked down a little bit better than this because. 
of all the hacking that's uh, going on. Well, you know, it's time to learn something here. We've got uh, some uh, iPhone tip. iPhone tip of the week. Unleash the power of your iOS device. Well, this week uh, we've got Christina. Graham's uh, away uh, in Germany, I think. Uh, What do you got for us, Christina? I have a tip that will help you uh, if you've downloaded the newest operating system on your iPhone or iPad. Um, So before, it was very easy to find previously purchased apps and games on your um, in your iTunes, all you had to do is hit your App Store icon and then go into updates. And there was actually a tab called Purchased, so you could actually go in there and see what you'd previously purchased and re-download it. Of course, with iOS 11, they have gotten rid of that Purchased tab. I was wondering where that went. Yes, it's still there. Not to worry. It's just a little bit more hidden than it used to be. So in order to find it, now you can go into your app store. You can hit any of uh, the tabs on the bottom there, games, apps, or updates. And then you'll notice that there's a little avatar of, of you in the corner of the next screen. And when you tap that avatar, you will see an item called purchased that you can tap and find all of your past purchased items. Good, uh, good to hear. And actually, I just read, uh, I think this morning, that uh, I think Apple is going to change that and make it more prominent. They should, because you know what? I think uh, it's jarring for people to go in there and, you know, try to find something that used to exist that now doesn't. When we come back from the break here on the App Show, we're going to be talking Tinder, the dating app, and all the information it is collecting about its users and what you can do about it. Stay tuned. You are back with the App Show. I want to talk uh, privacy and all the information that uh, apps are gathering on you. And today uh, we're going to talk about dating apps and specifically Tinder. And Christina, you've uh, been looking into this uh, a little bit, and I know you've uh, used some of these dating apps uh, as well. Uh, I'm not as uh, well-versed in them because I'm... Uh, well, I'm old and married, <laughs> and I don't need them. Uh, but this is kind of a cautionary tale for just how much information some of these apps are are getting on us. And this uh, this is something that's uh, come over from uh, the European side of uh, Tinder, and uh, you know, some people trying to request the information that Tinder is collecting on them. Yes, it's actually a, a really interesting story. A reporter in the EU requested from Tinder, all of her personal information, which she has a right to do under EU data protection law. Uh, And unfortunately, she had to get a human rights lawyer and a privacy activist involved before Tinder would actually release to her her own personal information. Tinder, again, is one of the most popular dating apps uh, out in the world uh, right now that I'm uh, aware of. And, you know, literally millions of people use it. And explain to the, the listeners just quickly how it works. So Tinder, as you mentioned, is a dating app. Basically, uh, you have user profiles where you can swipe left for users that you're not interested in and swipe right for those you are interested in. You're just basically swiping on their pictures. Uh, There is a short profile section, but mostly it's a few photos and then, like I said, a short bio. Uh, So this this reporter eventually did get the information. How many pages? 800 pages of her personal information. Dear God, like what, what are they collecting? Everything, absolutely everything. Because Tinder links through Facebook, it actually uh, has access to all of the things like what you like on Facebook. 
Um, but more than that, it's keeping information on who you're liking, who you're disliking, who likes you and who dislikes you. So they actually generate a desirability score for all of their users. <laughs> Mine would be near zero, I think. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants the answer to what their de- desirability score. Okay, but again, 800 pages like that is a, a phenomenal amount of, of of info that this this one app is collecting. Yeah, well, it's also keeping track of all your conversations with your matches. So once you match with someone on Tinder, you can uh, direct message them. So those ma- those messages, as you can imagine, can be quite lengthy if you're talking to someone for you know a couple of weeks or whatever before you meet them in person. Any idea if we have that that same ability uh, in Canada here to request that information? Yes. So in Canada, under uh, PIPEDA, we also have the right to request that information. However, enforcement is really tricky, which is why this reporter. Uh, likely ran into some issues trying to get that information from Tinder because there are exceptions if uh, the service feels that it's somehow going to compromise another user's privacy they can refuse to give you the information which of course on a dating app you can see how easy it is to use that excuse to get out of providing any information um, there is also the matter of their own intellectual property if they feel somehow it's going to be compromised. So if Tinder feels that somehow you're going to understand how it generates its desirability score, it might not be so willing to give you your information. The lesson here, unless you want to be lonely, you have to give up all of your private information. <laughs> Seriously. Or, or you can date the old fashioned way. Well, hopefully that's still around. Thank you, uh, Christina. When we come back from the break, we have a lot more here on the App Show. Hot 5 this week is Hot 5 Halloween apps. We'll also be talking about what's streaming on Netflix and Amazon. Stay tuned. You are back with the App Show. Still a lot more to talk about on today's program. Of course, we'll be uh, chatting about what's streaming this week on Netflix and uh, Amazon. A lot of cool uh, movies and TV shows. Also, the crazy and travel app of the week, of course. uh, And so you'll need to stay tuned for that. Uh, Before we get to the Hot 5, we'll talk about the streaming app of the week. And this week, it's Infuse 5 uh, and Infuse 5 Pro. This is uh, a video player available, unfortunately, just on the iOS side, so for iPhones and uh, iPads. But if you need to play back uh, any video that you have, whether those are TV shows or movies, this is probably one of the best ones out there. What I like is that if you do purchase it on one of your devices, it'll work across all of them. So if you've got an iPhone, an iPad, or an Apple TV, uh, as long as it's the fourth generation Apple TVs, you'll get that app uh, onto the uh, the unit, and it uh, it is amazing. It plays all the different video file formats, and I like that you can actually stream content uh, to it uh, from... Uh, any device and uh, storage system as well. If you've got a, a little hard drive at home that's uh, hooked up to your network, you can actually stream any of your shows uh, directly uh, to it. You can also drag and drop programs or, or shows and movies uh, onto your device uh, through cloud apps like Dropbox and, and what have you. So if you're going to do any traveling uh, you know, on an airplane, of course, there's not always internet access up there. Uh, you can uh, have your movies uh, loaded onto your uh, iPad. Again, it's called Infuse 5. Uh, They have a free version to try out and the pro version that uh, unlocks all sorts of different video formats and and sound file formats that you can play as well. Right now, though, uh, we want to get to the fun Hot 5. The weekly app Hot 5. Christina, it's Halloween time. 
It is. Isn't it exciting? Uh, yeah, I like the trick-or-treating and the pumpkins. Uh, so this week, uh, we've got a Halloween theme. We've got the Hot 5 Halloween apps. Uh, let's start at number 5. What do you got? Number 5 is Pumpkin Carver Pro HD. <laughs> pumpkin Pro Carver HD. Uh, yes. So is it's this a mouthful. A, is this a virtual pumpkin carving app? It sure is. It's available Android only, and it's about 2 bucks to purchase. But it gives you a virtual pumpkin, a selection of them, in fact, and you can have a selection of tools to carve with. I um, I don't love carving pumpkins. Neither the, do I. It's messy. Yeah. And all the sharp knives and stuff. I, it's only a matter of time before one day I'm going to slice a finger off. And I don't know how I've survived this long with all my digits, to be honest, because, you know, <laughs> I've had kids, uh, you know, they're teenagers now, so they're not as into the pumpkin carving. But, oh, my God, there's so many times that I should have lost a pinky. But now I can do it virtually. There you go. Number four, what do we got for the Hot 5 Halloween apps? It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. So they have actually uh, adapted the TV special from way back when into an interactive book that's in an app. And you can actually become one of the Charlie Brown characters. And so is it like you're the character and you... It's a game or it's just an interactive storybook? It's an interactive storybook. It's narrated uh, by the original voice of Charlie Brown, but you can actually participate by inserting yourself into the app. I love it. I love it. Uh, what's iOS it? only for this one. Oh, sorry, Android. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, hot five Halloween apps. The Walking Dead, Dead Yourself. This is available for both platforms and it's free. Basically, you upload a picture of yourself and you can turn yourself into one of the Walking Dead zombies. Okay, I love this. So you can do this and then you can send that picture to your loved one. That's right. Or you can share it on social media for everyone to see. Maybe this will make me look better. (laughs) And so this is uh, available on both platforms? Yes, it sure is. The Walking Dead, Dead Yourself, and how much? Uh, This one's free. Really? Well, you know, they're trying to... uh, Get you to watch The Walking Dead. Exactly. Which is coming up. I'm excited. I I don't watch it, so... Yeah, you're a big chicken. (laughs) Number two for the Hot 5 Halloween apps. Skullduggery. This one is an Android and iOS game, and it's actually a bit reminiscent of Angry Birds, but basically you're a disembodied skull who's trying to collect taxes. Um, And so you're slingshotting around all these levels trying to accomplish that. And of course, there are lots of bad guys for you to defeat. And the number one hot five Halloween app. Plants versus Zombies. A classic. This game has been around for years. Yes, it has. So basically, you are trying to protect your home from zombies by planting different plants uh, that serve different purposes to protect you. This is a really fun game. The zombies never stop coming. Yes. And there's lots of strategy involved, apparently. And not just good for Halloween. You can play this year round. There you go. That was the Hot 5 Halloween apps. Uh, Let's learn something now. For Android users. Android tip of the week. Make the most of your Android smartphone. On the line, we have our good friend Rose Bahar from Mobile Syrup, a fantastic website. If you've never checked it out, you got to go after you listen to our show. It's a great resource for everything to do with uh, smartphones, tips and tricks. Uh, it's fantastic. Thanks uh, for joining us on the show, Rose. What do you got for us? Well, this 
today I'm going to tell you about the ability to scan and digitize old negatives using your smartphone camera. So generally people use their smartphone cameras just to take snapshots and to upload. And it's, it's a very, uh, you know, quick and easy way to, to work photography into your life. But for those who actually have older negatives hanging around uh, and no way to sort of use them, a quick and easy way to get those digitized is by using the negative effect on your camera. Uh, and by doing that, you'd reverse the colors of uh, the negative and it becomes the, the correct coloring. So, you know, it's not a perfect reproduction, but it's a great way to actually get things digitized in some sort of format quick and easy. I love it. I'm going to totally check that out. And that uh, works with uh, pretty well all the Android phones out there. Yeah, pretty much all cameras will have the negative effect, which just uh, changes all the colors uh, to their opposites. That was Rose Bahar from Mobile Syrup. Great website uh, for all your mobile needs. When we come back, it's Travel App of the Week. Stay tuned. You are back with the App Show. In studio with me, I've uh, got Christina Stoyanova. I am Mike Agarbo. We still have uh, got a little more to talk about uh, regarding the app world, including uh, Crazy App of the Week and uh, later on Travel App. Uh, right now, though, we want to talk about uh, what's happening on some of the streaming services. Uh, Christina, let's uh, start off with uh, Netflix. What do we got? We have Dynasty Season 1. We live in an age of dynasties. Who else can you trust to run the family business? Except family. Family dynasties flow through blood. You think she's a gold digger? She doesn't respect me. Bite me, Crystal. Call me mom. This doesn't come easy to carry. This isn't your mother's dynasty. This is actually a, a, a new dynasty. Yes, apparently this was a soap back in the 80s. I did not know about this, and it's being rebooted. Because so you, weren't, you weren't born yet. <laughs> I was born. I just was very small. You literally were born <laughs> yesterday. Uh, yes, uh, the original dynasty, I wasn't really into it because I was kind of in my teens, uh, but very popular back then. This is being uh, redone uh, for the CW Network. That's right, and it's going up on Netflix for the rest of us. For the rest of us. If, <laughs> if you were uh, big fans of uh, the Archie comics, uh, another uh, goodie coming to uh, Netflix. Riverdale Season 2. People will look back at this as the exact moment that last bit of Riverdale's innocence finally died. Oh, please. Someone help me with that. Granny! What happened to him? He was, he was shot. Archie. came out of the bathroom and there was this man wearing this hood with a gun on pop tape and then he pointed it at my dad and fired him. This isn't the Archie I remember. <laughs> there, were, there was not a lot of gunplay in the Archie comic books. No, this is definitely a lot more dramatic than what I remember those Archie comics to be. Very popular uh, with uh, the teens and the younger folk. Uh, this is uh, Riverdale season two from what I understand. Uh, it's done really well in this first season. Again, I believe this is a, a CW network uh, a series, uh, again, available on Netflix. So if you're into guns and Archie, <laughs> I guess you got to check that one out. Uh, what else have we got? The Kite Runner. The Kite Runner. Two friends. As close as brothers. Mm -hmm. 
This is the uh, the novel uh, that was very popular that, that uh, they made into a uh, a movie back a few years ago. Yes, and I read this novel and it was fantastic. So I'm looking forward to seeing the movie. I haven't seen this one yet. Coming out on Netflix if uh, you are a Netflix uh, subscriber. What's next on Netflix? Dragon's Den Season 14. Next was Tim Trelevin from Windsor, Ontario, who wanted $80,000 for his bike trailer that turns into a camper. We're here today to show you the future of eco-friendly recreation. And he asked Arlene and Kevin to get up close and personal. Uh, come on, honey. I think we can make up now. Honey, the really small bed on wheels is here. Oh, that was great. Come here, honey. Um, I would never imagine Arlene and Kevin getting along. Yes, this must be an anomaly. This is uh, Dragon's Den, uh, the CBC hit, uh, season 14, available uh, on Netflix. Uh, and finally, uh, what's the last uh, one that you came across that you thought was worthy of binging? Supernatural, season 12. This is my family. My family hunts spirits. These American hunters are no better than the monsters they fail to control. They need to be eliminated. So this is... Uh, a supernatural series. I don't know if you've watched this one yet. I have not, but I know that uh, it has quite a following. So I'm sure there are lots of people out there who would be interested. And the beautiful thing, you can binge the whole season. There you go. Let's uh, check out uh, Amazon. Amazon has their Prime video service. Uh, if you subscribe to Amazon Prime uh, to get the next day delivery service, uh, you also get access to their Prime video. And there's a lot of great stuff up there. What are they? Uh, what are they releasing? City of Ghosts. The men and women of Raqqa's being slaughtered silently are real journalistic heroes. This has uh, got they a lot of buzz uh, going for it, uh, and again, uh, available only on Amazon, I believe. That's right. It And it does have a lot of buzz. I'm interested to uh, watch this one. Yeah, another uh, one of these movies uh, takes place, I believe, in the Middle East, uh, about ISIS uh, as well. So uh, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to uh, checking it out. Let's uh, switch gears now. And uh, what crazy app of the week do you have for us, Christina? <laughs> this week's crazy app of the week is called Cubicle Run. So this is actually a game where you're continuously running and your objective is to get out of the office as quickly as possible. And you're going to encounter coworkers who are trying to give you work along the way. And you get some tools along the way too, to try to fend them off. This isn't a good game. <laughs> well, I'm an employer. So this is like you trying to escape from work. That's right. For all the employees out there, it might be a, a little fun coffee break activity. And so you're a little character and you got to dodge all of this? That's right. You have to make your way through the office around all of the other cubicles and uh, try to avoid the coworkers who are trying to pawn their work off on you. Are you trying to send me a message? I'm always trying, trying to, to send, send you a message. <laughs> this one's uh, available on Android and iOS. Android and iOS. And hopefully you don't have to pay for this. No, you don't. That was Crazy App of the Week. Cubicle Run? That's right. Cubicle Run. Yeah, you're not allowed to play that one. <laughs>
When we come back, we still have a lot more to talk about on the app show. We'll be uh, hearing from Christina again on Travel App of the Week. Don't forget to uh, hit our website, appshowradio.com. There you can link to our Facebook page. We would love to hear from you. If you've got some apps you want us to check out and talk about, please tell us. And uh, if you've got some feedback on uh, some of the uh, segments and stories we've done, we'd like to hear that uh, as well. Again, appshowradio.com. Don't forget to listen to our other program Saturdays on the Chorus Radio Network, Get Connected. Everything to do with technology, smart homes, and just being connected with all the great new technology out there. When we come back, Travel App of the Week. Stay tuned. You are back with the App Show. A little bit of time left. Christina, Travel App of the Week. That's right. This week's travel app of the week is Lola Travel. Lola. Yes, it's available on iOS only. It's a free app and it's designed to make business travel a lot smoother. Okay, I'm interested. I I do a lot of business traveling. <laughs> yes, so most travel websites and apps order price or order suggestions by price. Yes. Of course, everyone's looking for the best deal. However, that doesn't always work well for business travelers who might have certain requirements of their travel. So Lola actually lets you enter preferences, uh, things like, do you need a gym um, at the hotel that you're staying? Or do you require a window, window or aisle seat on all your flights? And it will actually order its suggestions based on your preferences. If you like to travel with your pet snake. Um, I'm not sure that's an <laughs> option anywhere. <laughs> so this is aimed specifically at business travelers. Specifically at business travelers and it's highly personalized. And the great thing about this one is that they have a concierge service. So if anything goes wrong or anything needs to change, there is always a human at the other end who can help you with that. This sounds like it costs money to have humans involved. Uh, right now, I don't think it does. However, that is how it plans to make money in the future. So don't get too comfortable. Lola for business travelers. Just iPhone right now. Just iPhone right now. Hopefully we'll see it on Android though. Coming up. Before we uh, we go, uh, I came across a, a little app. I like saving money, as you know. Uh, Mobile Bandit. Have you tried this? Uh, no. It's like a little coupon app, uh, and it's uh, I, I believe it uses geolocation, you know, to you know the area that you're in. Uh, but um, it has coupons for all kinds of things, like A and W and Quiznos and, and stuff like that. And uh, you know, they've got different deals happening during the day, so uh, you can see if those deals are uh, appealing to you. And then you basically just go to the place, let's say A and W, for example and uh, present the coupon. But once you activate the coupon, I think you only have one minute before it disappears. So you have to... That That's fast. Yes. So you've basically got to order, tell them you've got the coupon, uh, show them um, by activating it, but then it disappears. Wow. That's quick. But I wonder if something like this could help us get rid of all of those pesky flyers that we get in our mailboxes. No, because they're still going to send those. God, I hate those. It's such a waste. I know. Like I just got uh, my mail yesterday and I, I can't even tell you how much junk, how much crap I got, uh, especially the local newspapers now. They're, they're not even really newspapers anymore. They're just receptacles for junk mail and coupons. Yes. And well, the whole aim there is to have that fold that they can shove all of the Canadian tire flyers into. I do like the Canadian tire <laughs> flyers. I got to be honest. 
That's all the time we have left. I want to thank my co-host and fellow producer, Christina Stoyanova. I'm Mike Agarbo for The App Show. Signing off. We will see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.